0: Welcome one and all to another episode of Fresh New Hell, common people discussing uncommon ideas. In this episode, we're covering a an episode uh, from a Nat Geo series called Lost Cities with Albert Lynn and the topic was um, Stonehenge. So um yeah, something we discovered it's actually on uh, Disney Plus. Again, none of this is a paid uh a paid uh, advertisement or a uh, sponsored podcast so but uh, just some stuff we stumble upon that as you guys know if you're listening things we see and things we find interesting so uh, Mary do you want to uh, jump in on this one and kick it off
1: yeah this was really interesting I had no idea that there was uh, multiple layers to Stonehenge that there was uh, multiple civilizations that they believe utilized it that they were there before Um, but I think the interesting thing for me is that there's no real clear picture of what it was.
0: Right, that's still a mystery. It's super completely. mysterious, yeah. Right,
1: It could be a gathering place, it could be a city, it could be some sort of, you know... Reception for electricity. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. It's
0: pretty. I mean, again, at least the structure as it stands would be a very small city, (laughs) right? Yeah. I mean, again, but it could have been a central focal point for the city that surrounded it. I mean, what they? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. It probably was. I know there's all you know there's other theories that go beyond this show that talk about uh, you know it was an astral gate or it had some you know there were matching structures in different places which would might suggest that might be the case. But I would think it was probably. More religious in origin of some place, like a place of worship just based Something on... Something
1: ceremonial. And I, think, I it, think. Does it line up with some kind of... Uh, it lines up with everything, right? Uh, as far as like solstice I, or some kind of star points? Geometri-
0: it- yeah, geometrically and stuff. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. And this this show really didn't cover that.
1: No, this was more about just the land it was, itself and the right. history surrounding and it.
0: The his- yeah, the history surrounding it. Because there is a, what was it, Blickmead, which is technically a river, I guess. Mm-hmm but at this point in time currently it's pretty narrow it's fresh water it it stays at 52 degrees steadily oddly even in the winter time that which is a little super which weird, is yeah. a little weird um but what Albert Lynn who's like a, a scientist or um is he an
1: archaeologist. He's an
0: archaeologist I believe. He I think he probably has a couple of different degrees of some sort but um he was able to figure out that um the the river itself was much wider thousands of years ago. So and there was a civilization that existed, what, 3,000 years before Stonehenge was built? Yeah, they think I mean, they...
1: we're getting into some numbers here where you're just so far back that like you lose me. Like This is yeah. now before Egypt. I mean, this is really far back in time to right. have kind of an elaborate civilization. The one thing, you know, they do utilize quite a bit of technology. He loves the LiDAR and he has drones right. and things like that. But the way they peel back the layers of the Earth to reveal like the hidden cities and the hidden buildings and the way the river patterned and stuff. That's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think the the thing that's always going to be puzzling about this location is there's no real clear way to ever know what it was used for. And maybe it was used different ways for different civilizations if you have that big of a span of time.
0: Right, right. I mean, they kind of surmised, at least in the show, that uh, the the people that inhabited the land probably prior to its its construction and probably even after its construction were all hunter-gatherers. For the most part right and they also mentioned that they um, there was the question of whether or not these people were nomadic or if they actually did plant roots and in this case they theorize that it's e- no, well, not evident but very likely that they built like thatch huts and had communities and obviously using the waterway as a as a you know a modern day freeway for boats for trade and for you know for yeah, all the things that And that's where it, it
1: got super crazy because now he's getting up farther north like into Norway right. and and, you know, having these elaborate trade routes and boating and they had found boats and and that record, of, the, yeah, the whole
0: yeah. map thing. There's, you know, he was up there up and around the Arctic Circle, even at midnight. It's like still daylight because he's so far north. Right. And there was, um, the rock there's, yeah, there's, yeah, basically a rock carving that were with some various panels on it that, uh, you know, people have been studying for decades. In some case, he talks to an expert up there and it turns out that a lot of those carvings are reflective of essentially a map more than anything. I think sort of mapping out different things uh, that probably existed at a certain point in time, as well as the connection between man and a beast and, you know, their spirituality was all wrapped up into one thing. They have like their depictions of men turning or reindeer turning into men being shot by other men, and then turning back into reindeer, right. which yeah. is like, really crazy. There's a
1: crazy. Lot of interesting plays on that because it ties a lot to Native American culture, like the yeah, shape-shifting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even some other kind of indigenous cultures have some of it. Similar themes, like you wondered. Well, they're if there was all a lot connected. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're all connected. I mean, the land, the the people, the sea, mm-hmm. the animals that inhabit it—they're all kind of intertwined. I don't think they made those distinctions at that point. I mean, they did, right. of course, because they hunted them and probably and obviously ate them. But, um, but yeah, but it, but in a sense, they were all kind of all in the same ecosystem, so sort of treated it that way. And then I think so. the
1: other fascinating thing on this one was the the amount of tools they were talking about. Right. The archaeologist <laughs> that he was discussing um, some of the finds with. They found tens of thousands of these stone tools and they're very mm-hmm. small. They're handheld tools. They're like every day. Very much so. Yeah. Almost to
0: the point where we're watching them uncover these stone tools and you're kind of like, that just looks like a rock to me. Right. <laughs>
1: but then it perfectly fits in your hand. That right. Was
0: yeah. Ergonomically it fits. In some cases they find at some point they find like a, um, a stone blade and they even make a uh, an arrow. Um, Handcrafted arrow from a guy who kind of lives the hunter gatherer way. Yeah. And uh, allegedly, you know, these things are like as sharp as scalpels and, and obvious, twice as hard because they're made out of rock and not steel. Yeah. Isn't so, which, that is, crazy? We, which is really crazy. And then they mentioned one other thing that was prominent towards the end of the episode. They mentioned these things called aurochs, which are what? Was like it giant three, cattle. three times as big as a regular cow or something Yeah, they said or much bigger than like a buffalo 3, 000, or a 3,000 pound animals. That uh, if you were to able to kill a bull, would feed like three thousand people or something, some some or three hundred people, some crazy number. It was a
1: lot, a lot of people
0: that can feed off this one animal if you take it down.
1: But they found lots of bones and lots of um, relics. They did find some things buried on either side of the entrance or like what they perceived to be the entrance to Stonehenge. Stonehenge. So they were thinking it could have been some sort of ceremonial site. But again, they were thinking that these animals would have been grazing animals and not localized or. I mean, they weren't
0: domestic. They were definitely wild, and they did hunt them, and they were pretty deadly too, because they're so big. big, So if one of those got a hold of you or hit you or hit them with with your their. Their, um, it's definitely their horns group effort. done yeah and that was that was the other the the tactics to me seem pretty clear-cut i mean you stand on either side of the animal and just you know beam them with arrows right. as much as you can and if the the animal conti- doesn't bleed out instantly and runs off you chase you follow him or her yeah. and uh, and then continue to hit it with arrows as many as you have yeah there's so, no other option but that's it
1: it, it does form a different kind of perception of the community. Cause now you've got people that would have to come together to be able to get this sort of an animal. That's a lot of production within the community to, to prepare it sure. and sort it oh, out yeah. and distributed from and, the front to the back. Yeah. And that was kind of where I was left off at the end of this is I was thinking, you know, they were saying it was a ceremonial site, but maybe it was like a low local market, like a meeting place of where yeah, you gathered mean,
0: again, throughout the course of time and everything that I see and hear and even experience myself, I think human beings are very logical. I mean, living near a a large river, a water source makes perfect sense, obviously for easy reasons for water (laughs) for one. And, um, you know, it makes sense to go ahead and post up there. And if there are animals and hopefully you're with a tribe of people, you're all going to post up. So, but going further into, you know, the reasons for Stonehenge, there has to be a logical reason for it. Like you said, it's either ceremonial. It could have been a a butchery or yeah. something. I mean, something really simple. I mean, it's, it's an ancient Walmart. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like a McDonald's. White Castle. It's yeah. the original White Castle. Oh gosh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So you know, and again, it, and it might have been something more fantastical, but I have to, I would have to think there was a practical reason for it. I mean, something that. You know, people would probably, if they actually knew what it was, they'd probably, oh, that's it. It was just like a church or something, which right. you know, which is pretty boring. But again, I don't think you I mean.
1: But is that just like our stuck-up way of thinking? Everything is so self-involved and so self-important. I mean, the ironic right. thing is, like the Rosetta Stone found in Egypt was really mm-hmm. like tax information. It was nothing important or urgent. It was right. Just it just a, happened to be
0: in three different languages and in, in, and in an, an ancient, ancient language, yeah. that hadn't been unearthed in thousands of years or hundreds of years. But or whatever maybe it was some was of the point. things
1: we find so. aren't these fantastic things. Maybe
0: they are ordinary places. We want them to be. I mean, at one point, one of the fu- interesting things was, it was it a sulfur stone or some type of stone that he pulled yeah. out of Blickmead that once it gets into the atmosphere, the way it, I don't know if the oxygen hits something it or something, it, it yeah. turns it into like a purple was it a purple yeah, it or pink really like a magenta a really it looked like somebody cool. dipped this thing in like magenta paint or something
1: oh yeah it did not look real it look,
0: yeah so one of the the takeaways from that was he said you know this could be perceived as a kind of a magical place and it you know and it's very like woody oh, you and a lot of trees you th- yeah you think druids sure. are running around mm-hmm. in there and so i can see the even like today's standards the appeal of that place because it's very green, a lot of trees. You got yeah. animals. You got the you got the raging river next to you. Why wouldn't you want to live there?
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's, and it's especially really if pretty. There's some location now. where yeah. you could pull a rock out of the river and it turned pink. People would think you were
0: magic. 100%. Right? Yeah, you could probably go up north or somewhere to Norway. I have and see pink rocks. Exactly. They're <laughs> very valuable. <laughs> They're yeah. special. Only I have them. Yes. Yeah, and, it's, and at some point in the game, there's a there's an uh, an archaeological dig going on. Near Bl- uh, Blick Mead, where they're finding all these stone tools, and they uncover like uh, first of all the through a certain layer of dirt was a, it wasn't even that far down like no, thirty like inches 30 or so inches thirty inches down it's like
1: eight thousand years ago yeah
0: they found like a um, a whole bunch of stone kind of like speckled into like almost like like a not a road but kind not mm-hmm. that densely packed where it would be a road but kind of like like a, a way a maybe a pathway a maybe pathway even, yeah. exactly. And then at a little bit lower depth it appeared, there were—it was hard to tell. It looked like a stone, like a slab of stone that had auroch— footprints or hoof prints in it right and it was like hard it was to tell like
1: a riverbed or something it was I hard guess. to tell because it looked like mud but it, it looked was not like mud. mud
0: but they were very careful but they never touched it so you couldn't tell if it was hard i assume it was hard yeah i assume it was just dirty so that's why it looked like it was muddy mm-hmm. but um but again the you know scientist who was the uh, the head of the dig sort of theorized that there was a reason for them to um Again, celebrate these hoof prints or, or preserve them rather, that right. there was some probably some spiritual significance to it. Or, I i mean, again, all of it is complete theory, but yeah. you know, there was some importance here. So, and it was the first time in the show, it was the first time those hoof prints had been um, publicly shown. And they were, yeah. they're they were pretty big. massive. They're yeah. massive. Yeah. I mean, they're massive. I mean, not so massive where you think this is weird, but they are, they're, de- I mean, it was a Big animal. It's just so weird that those animals now, granted, and you it was know, 3,000 years ago, yeah. But that they they no longer z- exist. I mean, I'm sure there's or there's tons of species some sort of cow, right? That there. are that are, that don't exist. But it is crazy. I would have loved to have seen one of those at some. But point. But how
1: wild you know? is that? That that's your food source. Like you're not chasing down something small. You're not getting bunnies. You're getting no. Big I mean, there. Oh, hopefully there
0: were. But I mean, I'm sure that, that you know, going after an animal that big. I mean, again, you could kill a bunny that gives you a, a meal. Right. You kill an auroch, it's going to give you two hundred meals. I mean, I don't know how you're going to preserve yeah. that meat. Um, and like you said, maybe that was it. Maybe it was the Orac market. Yeah. You know, it's very likely because, again, how are you going to store that meat? I mean, there's not really. I can
1: see how you could. I mean, yeah. there's definitely preservative things like Native Americans said. Are you making jerky or something? And I guess. But if products. you have
0: like 3,000 pounds of meat, maybe not. Well, it's even 2,000 pounds of well, meat.
1: If it's a 3,000 3, pound animal, let's yeah. say 1,000 pounds of skeleton, you still have 2,000 pounds of meat product. Right, right.
0: So, you know, you. I mean, you've got a village so you can feed your family right. and all, your, all the members I guess the village is using all
1: the products too, that they're using skin for leather, making clothes. Oh yeah, I'm sure they used, yeah, they
0: were, they were probably very efficient in the use of the complete animal. But you know, if you had a small village, you can't, you can't keep 2,000 pounds of meat. No. I mean, You're, you're not even going to eat that much in a week. I mean, that's a
1: ton. Even if you have 200 people, that's 10 pounds of meat per person. That's a lot.
0: That's a lot. And Kids don't eat that much. They're not no, going to eat No, I that mean,
1: much. I guess technically you got about a month of person. So, yeah, maybe yes. you just
0: roll down the road to the Orak market. <laughs> maybe <laughs> and, that's uh, what it was. Like maybe it, it could was have been. It could have just been a trade where... trading spot, yeah. you know, because there were there was definitely we trade. we we'll to
1: take your vegetables. There
0: were definitely other tribes or, or whatever nomadic groups, groups and other hunter-gatherers that came down the river you know probably some friendly some not and they're probably did trade with each other so it makes sense like hey i'll give you my Purple rocks for whatever your your reindeer meat, or I'll trade your reindeer meat for
1: that. It would have to be some sort of civilization that worked on barter like that, because there would be some groups that would be way better at hunting the orc. There would be some they just don't have orc around. Yeah, Yeah, that wouldn't want to fight a beast. I mean, that's a large animal. Right, not every person's going to go battle that thing. No, you're
0: not going toe to toe with that thing. You have to hit it from distance.
1: The other thing that's interesting too is that 52 degrees of the water. Like, the more I think about that, there has to be some geothermal situation there.
0: Must be, which maybe.
1: I mean, England winter is real winter. Like you oh, yeah. would have to it's think that chilling. that would yeah. sustain a community. Yeah, if there was heated water. That's a different. Idea. That's a whole game changer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and then consider that Blickmead is 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 very narrow today, and back in the day, at least based on their um their uh, their research, was a lot wider uh, at that point uh, for sure. And then even like going back to the Norway situation, he did a dive too in Norway. And they found uh, trees underwater. Oh, you know, not that was with a, the Isle of Wight. No, oh, right was, off of England. Oh, that's yeah, right. You're it right. right. You're, you're right. right. Yeah, right. yeah it was Isle of Wight. Never mm-hmm. mind. It's, that was in England. Yeah, but still, that um, was really crazy. Which is really weird because they had so tree stumps down below. There were no canopies, of course, but the trees were
1: well preserved. Yeah,
0: pretty well preserved. And then they found a a wooden structure as well that could have been a dock. It could have been. It could have been any number of things. So. It was
1: a layered wooden structure. so the It, it collapsed structure. on itself. So it was definitely yeah. a building of some kind. Some sort. Yeah. And there, the water was definitely lower at that time.
0: Yeah. So, again, you know, considering in some cases that the water level was lower, in some cases the uh, the river was wider. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, going back that long landscape. time. Yeah, it was a totally different, well, not totally different, but very different, mm-hmm. like, uh, geometrically looking. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the water. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's no answer for that. They didn't really delve into that. It was like no, kind of it was sort of a, he just kind of threw it like, out. Like, oh, and it's here always it is. Warm here. Like, what? Yeah, I think it's always uh, warm yeah. There. Like, like, How does, that's that, pretty how does warm. that work? Fifty-two degrees, but but yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. I mean, again, it, it kind of led up. I was waiting for you know the the host to make some type of call on what he believed Stonehenge was, yeah, and it really it, never, it never really though. came. Yeah. It just he just said it was you know part of hunter gatherer culture. It was a focal point. Obviously, there was importance uh the stones themselves he didn't even go into the how that thing was built cuz that thing i mean it's
1: unbuildable yeah
0: unless they used orak somehow to hoist the stones up or something, which they could have. Maybe they domesticated one or two or I broke. I guess couple, if you could make couple. some
1: sort of, Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know. Stop it. You, even a three thousand pound cow is not moving those rocks. Stop I, it.
0: I, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been there so I can't say. But but uh but unfortunately yeah he never he never gave his he gave With his no two cents in what, what uh what he thought it was. But but that'll you know continue to be the mystery of Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, what I, mean, I think is I'll it? definitely
1: deep dive around that
0: situation a little bit more. I was watching
1: something briefly on druids and getting into that kind of Lost topic, Um just for something a little bit different, but yeah. fascinating area, and I think that's probably where most of civilization started and trickled mm-hmm. down to Rome and trickled down and trickled kind of outlying from there. Maybe it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, again the, time, the timeline always gets a little wonky in there, and you know, well, there's and, probably
1: multiple areas that were getting civilization started in different mm-hmm. ways, but that's definitely a, a hot spot of it.
0: Yeah, it seemed it seemed to be a it seemed to be a very big focal point for the hunter gatherer culture of the time that particular area for whatever reason. And I can only assume that it was, you know, very beautiful, uh, probably very densely populated with trees. So it was probably fairly safe.
1: Productive. You had a great waterway.
0: Water. Mm-hmm. You had a food source with the Orac, probably among other things. And, um, yeah, it just probably looked like a little bit of a paradise there. I'm like, hey, let's just post up here and stay here. Yeah, and the water's warm, take a bath. Yeah, and then you've got <laughs> yeah. fresh water that stays stays in a nice, cool it doesn't 52. It the winter. Yeah, 52 yeah. degrees, so you're never going to run out of a water source or fresh water source. So the a sol- there's a ton of upside there where it makes sense that people would just go like, yeah, let's, let's, let's build a village here and stay here.
1: All right, so. new job. Find out if Stonehenge was the Walmart of the back in the day. <laughs> <If> it <laughs> it, it, the, could, the it could have been. <laughs> yeah. it, it
0: very much. I mean, I, I think it was probably something very practical like that. It just doesn't. I mean, I love to think that, you know, based on the yeah, topics we, we cover, we would love yeah. it would be a fantastical thing like a Stargator. You know, that's yeah. where the aliens came down and, and talked to everybody. And, and maybe
1: know. they did. And, then and maybe they did. At
0: a grocery store. And, and maybe they And maybe the aliens came down and got Oroch meat. You know, they were, yeah. they you know, wanted some Oroch jerky. You know, they just, you know, had to have it. So yeah. it's possible. Sliders. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of things we could do yeah. with ORAC me. Um, any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts on Stonehenge? Uh, again, Lost Cities with Albert lynn on Nat Geo and yeah, again this just was just really a single uh, episode.
1: Yeah, it's a good series. It's a good series. It's always interesting. interesting. Yeah. This one had less conclusive information, I think, than
0: usually he has a little bit more stronger opinions of different places he visits. Mm-hmm. And uh, but always something really interesting and when he delves back in the history and he uses all this technology to do yeah. so. That's what's really interesting. And he does a lot of augmented reality, like mock ups of where oh this is where the village What it would have looked like what it would have looked like at, mm-hmm. at that part in time, which I always find fascinating. I guess the thing so. that
1: troubles me is why don't they just out the whole earth and find out everything that's like I got that that's what everywhere. i that's what i think
0: too i mean come on you know i mean he visits a lot of these places that are thousands of years old and he'll tell you in the broadcast like well this is the first time this this city has ever been mapped by lidar or a drone or whatever it is or like, both is and you're like this has been here for thousands of years why and there's always been a mystery about it why didn't anybody do this yeah
1: like if you so i don't know if it's really LIDAR expensive it, wouldn't yeah. you be like
0: I'm going to Egypt. Like would you go like all the cool places uh, first. Well, yeah. And I'm thinking that's obviously his selling point. So when he calls these countries or these whatever, and he says, Hey, I'm Albert Wynn. I want to, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to go white are your whole city. And obviously I'll show you all my findings. And they're probably like, yeah, Yeah, sure. Come on over. You know, as long as you don't make us look bad, we're (laughs) we're all in. We're all in. So that'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, well with that, this concludes another episode of fresh new hell, common people discussing uncommon ideas. Uh, My name is Frost. I don't think I introduced myself in the beginning uh, with my co-host, Mary. And um, please subscribe and join our community. We drop new content every Monday. Be sure to rate us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us at freshnewhell.com to leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Stay gold.